Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Hello, our topic for today is none other than Yah's appointed feast. And this is the very last one, the seventh of all the appointed feasts. This is the last great day. It's not very popular because it's not really noticed. It's usually seen as a part of the Feast of Tabernacles, which we understand because what happens in the last great day also goes along with what happens in the millennium, which is what the Feast of Tabernacles represents. This would be the end of the millennium and referred to as Judgment Day or Last Great Day. We find this in Leviticus 23 verses 36. It says, Seven days ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Adon, and on the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. And ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Adon. It is a solemn assembly, and ye shall do no servile work therein. This day is the fulfillment of the whole salvation plan and the final judgment. We celebrate it in the hope of the end of all wickedness in the world, as well as finally being able to live forever in the new Jerusalem. While it is attached to the Feast of Tabernacles, it is a separate festival with its own distinct meaning. King Solomon celebrates in 2 Chronicles 7 verses 9 to 10, and there was a revival in Yasharal, which is Israel in Hebrew, conducted by Nehemiah and Ezra. And that's in Ezra 3 verse 4 and Nehemiah 8 verse 18. The final holy day illustrating the steps in the great plan of Elohim comes right at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles. Because the Feast of Tabernacles is seven days long, Elohim referred to this final holy day as the eighth day in Leviticus 23. We have also traditionally called it the last great day. While it is attached to the Feast of Tabernacles, it is a separate festival with its own distinct meaning. By having us keeping this day holy, Elohim teaches us what He will do for all those people who had never had a chance to learn Elohim's way. Those who lived and died without correctly knowing Elohim and His way, Elohim promises to bring all those people back to life and teach them His way then they will have a chance to learn and live by Elohim's law to show him they want to be in his family. Countless billions who have lived and died, blinded to the knowledge of the true Elohim and his purpose, will be resurrected to physical life and be given a full opportunity. This day shows that Elohim is very fair and will give all people a chance to know him and live his way. And actually, in the Bible, it does say 
that he will not put an end to all things until every person in the world knows about him and has heard his word. So for everything to come to an end, everybody must have that equal chance. Ezekiel was inspired to write of this resurrection to another physical life when he was given a vision of of a great valley full of dry bones. Now these bones represented many, many people of Yasharel who had not known Elohim or been obedient to him during their lifetimes. They died without hope. Yet, in spite of their lack of response to Elohim, they are brought back to a physical life so they can have a genuine opportunity to know and obey Him and receive His Spirit. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Adon Elohim, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Yasharal. Ezekiel 37 verses 12. Ezekiel hears Elohim tell the bones, Thus says the Adon Elohim to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Adon. That's verses 5 to 6. They had not known who Elohim really was. But after this resurrection, which we often refer to as the second resurrection, they received their one opportunity to come to know Elohim, submit to him, receive his spirit, and begin living his way. These resurrected physical beings will be offered for the first time the opportunity to receive salvation through Yahusha HaMashiach. Reading through Ezekiel chapter 37 to 43, you'll get a picture of how that period will be like. Ezekiel 43 verses 8 to 11 says, In their setting of their household, by my thresholds, and their posts by my posts, and the wall between me and them, They have even defiled my holy name by their abominations that they have committed. Wherefore, I have consumed them in mine anger. Now let them put away their whoredom and the carcasses of their kings far from me, and I will dwell in the midst of them forever. Thou son of man, show the house to the house of Yasharal, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, Let them measure the pattern, and if they be ashamed of all that they have done, show them the form of the house, and the fashion thereof, and the goings out thereof, and the comings in thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the laws thereof, and write it in their sight, that they may keep the whole form thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and do them. Seven days shall they purge the altar and purify it, and they shall consecrate themselves. And when these days are expired, it shall be that upon the eighth day and so forward, the priests shall make your burnt offerings upon the altar and your peace offerings, and I will accept you, said the Adon Elohim. 
And that's Ezekiel 43, verses 26 to 27. The pages of the Bible will be opened and explained to them so that they can understand and apply the scriptures. Once they have time to hear, understand, and grow in the knowledge of Elohim, they will be judged according to their works. And that's Revelations 20 verses 12. During this time, the prevalent conditions of the millennium, Elohim's government, peace, and prosperity will continue. An outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh will permeate the earth, from the least to the greatest. All will have full access to Elohim, Mashiach, and the way of eternal life. Since these resurrected people are going to be judged by their works, they must be given time to produce works. While the Bible does not specifically reveal how long these resurrected people live, there is an indication that this period of the second resurrection might last a hundred years, and that is in Isaiah 65 verse 20. Sadly, even with this full generous chance for life in the family of Elohim, some individuals will persist in living disobedient, sinful lives and refuse to allow his Ruach HaKodesh to govern them. Although Elohim desires that all come to the knowledge of the truth, according to 1 Timothy 2 verse 3 to 4, in his mercy he will remove the incorrigibly wicked so that they do not continue to torment the righteous and cast them into the lake of fire. That's according to Revelation 20 verses 13 to 15. They will be forever tormented in an eternal hell fire. Once the overwhelming majority of humanity has yielded themselves to Elohim and received the gift of eternal life, Elohim will purify the earth with fire. And that's according to 2 Peter 3 verses 10 to 12. He will create a new heaven and a new earth. It's Revelation 21 verse 1. New Jerusalem will descend from heaven and become the capital of the entire universe. And that's verse 2. After this restoration of all things, Elohim the Father, along with Yahushua HaMashiach, will establish his throne in this magnificent holy city. Verse 3, the glorified sons and daughters of the everlasting Elohim will live forever in his family. And isn't that great to think about that people who did not have access to the Ruach HaKodesh before Yahusha came will get this chance to fight for their salvation. And this is the true Savior that we serve, the true Father of heaven. The guidelines for this day is that it is a Shabbat day, a holy convocation, do no servile work therein. That's Numbers 29 verses 35. And of course, we know that we are supposed to also read the law on these holy days. Okay, so the other related verses come from Leviticus 23 verses 36, which we read earlier, Numbers 29 verses 35, Ezekiel chapters 37, 38, and 39, Jeremiah 12 verses 15 to 17, 
Matthew 11 verses 21 to 24, St. John 7 verses 37, 2 Peter 2 verses 9, 2 Peter 3 verses 7, Jude 1 verses 6, 1 John 4 verses 15 to 17, Revelation 20 verses 11 to 15, Oh, sorry, that's Revelation 20, verses 7. Yes, reading from 7 instead to 15. And I almost forgot this one um, that sent Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. So, just a reminder that all these seven appointed holy days are very important to our Father in heaven much more important and much more meaningful than all these pagan holidays. These are the days that teach us about our journey, teach us about our faith, teach us about what we're striving for and what we're hoping for and what the end of that hope is. So it is important for us to continue to be a part of these festivals and pass it on to our future generations so we have a stronger conviction of why it is that we serve Yahusha HaMashiach. And here are some verses here that will help us to contemplate more about where our strength in our Savior lies. John 5 verse 46 verses 47 says, For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. For he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? This verse is going towards those people who think that what Moses wrote was done away with. But if they're done away with, so is Yahusha's words. If you believe in Moses, then you can believe in him. But you can't believe in him and don't believe in Moses because Moses spoke of him. He is salvation. So if we don't believe in salvation, we don't believe in Yahusha. The other verse is 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 15. It says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or or our epistle. 1 John 2 verse 4 to 6 says, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of Elohim perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that said he abided in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. And that is also pretty straightforward. And the very last one is Revelation 21 verse 4. It says, And Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. Thank you again for listening and until next time.
To check out more of my stuff or to contact me, you can reach me at Facebook at Little Space Kaleidoscope Space Girl or on Instagram at Little underscore Kaleidoscope underscore Girl or on Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on my blog on WordPress at Little Kaleidoscope Girl with no spaces. Thank you for tuning in.